Hello everybody, welcome to You Me Them Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. It is our five of whatever this is. We're at the Wonderland Ballroom. For the people in the room, please make noise so people at home know I'm not insane. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm sincere when I sound like this. Cool Riffage Ian Graham is on stage with us for the next hour. I'm very grateful Hello. to have Cool Riffage Ian Graham in my life. Uh, we, both, uh, we both appreciate some of the same type of finer foods in life. We both appreciate Taco Bell. It's a, it's a great restaurant. There's restaurants all over the great, great, great country of which we live. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Borders. Okay. I am incredibly grateful for our first guest of this hour because he covers things for the Washington Post that are incredibly interesting. And it deals with social media. And here's the thing about social media. It's bad. <laughs> Not a controversial statement. Does it have to be bad? No, it doesn't. Social media used to just be like bars. And bars used to be great. And guess what? They still are. Bars are pretty, pretty great. Because here's what you do at a bar. At a bar, someone checks your ID, and then you go in, and then if you have enough funds, you could buy the alcohol you want, and then you drink it, and you talk to people that are in the same bar as you. And then if you run out of the money, you go, oh, I'm out of the money. I'll come back when I get more money, and everyone's cool. And if someone's real mean, the bouncer or the doorman will go, hey, you can't do that in the bar. We gotta make sure this bar is cool. We already checked your ID. We don't want no bad fellas in the bar. And by the way, it's always the fellas. Am I right, fellas? It's always the fellas. It's never the ladies, it's always the fellas. Is that sexist? No, because it's always the fellas. All these fellas are coming to the bar and they're saying things like, hey, I don't like Taco Bell. Even though we've established Cool Riffage, Ian Graham and I are big fans of Taco Bell. Why would you come into the bar which we've checked your ID, we know you're of age, we know you're supposed to be able to handle alcohol in the bar, and say something like, we don't like your Taco Bell. They'll say, what are you starting to start a fight? We can't have fights in the bar. You have to leave, because you're an asshole. <laughs> it's that simple. Every bar in the world operates like this, or else they're a roadhouse. And I've never been to a roadhouse, and neither have you, because no one could afford to pay a bouncer 100K a year at a roadhouse. <laughs> that movie's a lie. But this is a bar. You can't come in here and tell me horrible things and then try to start a fight and be okay with it. But you could go on social media sites and say Nazi stuff and no one kicks you out. Why? How is it more appropriate in a place that there's actually alcohol and actually people meeting in person that leads to consensual sex with we've established is much better than a strip club? Why? Nice high five. Why is that like the norm? Not, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, there are bars all over the world. This is not an American thing. This is a worldwide thing. This is not a universal thing because there's only bars on this planet. This is not about the WWE universe. This is about this world. You go anywhere in the world. You can't be a Nazi in the bar. But on Facebook.com, okay. On Jack's social media messaging site, Twitter.com, which we have established is a stock ticker for Nazis, it's okay. How about we start a social media platform and there's one rule, no Nazis. Is that something you guys would fund? Could I be a billionaire now? <laughs> Could I run for president as a spoiler and pretend I'm not a spoiler now? Is that all? Am I the next Mark? Will Trent Reznor score my life or will Danny Elfman score my life? What kind of man am I going to be with that idea? We'll find out. We have a lot of time to find out. We're about halfway through the marathon. And Cool Riffage Ian Graham is going to take it over from here. Cool Riffage Ian Graham. Cool Riffage Ian Graham, 
playing the main riff from I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the band The Darkness, who seems like a parody of a band who was actually a band. They were a real band, and I, d it makes no sense to me at all. They like to have fun. Apparently. What are your thoughts on cocaine? Uh, now, did the person that said woo to cocaine actually do cocaine? No, I'm on the fence about this. All right, we're on the fence about cocaine use. Is it good or is it bad? We don't know. Yes. The jury is still out on cocaine. What's more dangerous, being friends with a Nazi or being addicted to cocaine? Or are they, inter are they just interchangeable at this point? Nazi. Nazi, for sure. All right, great. I thought so. So we've established... Okay. What's more dangerous? Hold on. A, a hair... Your... Ooh. I'm trying to think of something that's not Nazi here. What? All right, we've won. Nazis are the worst. How are they still on Jack's social media platform? Jack. Jack. Maybe Jack's a Nazi. I think Jack's a Nazi. I think Jack's a Nazi. Hey, Jack, prove us wrong. Just get rid of the Nazis. That shouldn't be that hard. I, here, I don't know if you know how to do this, Jack. Control-F, Nazi. Kick him out. Yep. Just find it. And I, got, I, I bet that's the one word they always spell correctly. I bet they know how to spell Nazi correctly. Yeah, there's no one spelling like N-A-Z-E. Yeah. Those are people going to Nazareth, <laughs> which is a place and a band and a high school. I almost went to Nazareth High School. I'm glad I didn't. Was it named after the band or the place? They were both. Uh, <laughs> there were two guys. One of them went to the place and one of them went to the show. And they're like, you guys know where I've been? And they both said Nazareth at the same time. And they're like, well, let's just form an all-girls Catholic school and then make a co-ed in the early 90s. And then they did. Sounds like they had a dream. They did have a dream. They believed in a thing called love, like our first guest. He is <laughs> he is the tech and policy reporter for the Washington Post and an MSNBC contributor, and we're going to talk nothing about those things. Ladies and gentlemen, he's not Tony Romo. Please put your hands together for Tony Rom, everybody. Uh, make sure it's actually on. Oop, there we go. go. Tony, not Romo. Tony, not Romo. So here's the thing about Tony. I've known Tony a long time, but Tony, since I've known you, your profile has gotten much larger. That's just called the stupid shit I say on Twitter. Well, that's not it. I mean, you got a way better job. Well, it's also because people confuse me with Tony Romo. That's all the time true. Now, uh, for the people that don't know, Tony Romo is a football player that used to date Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah, he did. Wait, they're not together still? You don't even know your own fucking history? Well, Jesus Christ. He's a piece Christ. of shit. I don't follow him. Wait, Her why? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Stop. What? Why is Tony Romo a piece of shit? Well, okay, he played for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. I am an Eagles fan. I'm a Philly guy, so I'm ready to fight it all Sure, times. fine. And I like that and about you. I used you. to tell people that there are two differences between me and Tony Romo one letter in our last name, and I don't throw interceptions under pressure. Bitch. So, like. <laughs> so hold on, stop it. Did you just call Tony Romo a bitch? I, yes, and so I get all of his stuff, right? So when he was playing for the Cowboys, whenever he did something stupid, I would get all of these hateful tweets and DMs being like, you're the worst at football, I can't believe you. And like, I would just write back, thanks. But hold and on. Now, and now, because he's great at television, he is I get all these good things to be like, oh my God, your commentary is so great. And they're not actually talking about my... Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> Wouldn't you be super happy to get all the Tony Romo vitriol because you're not a Cowboys fan? Oh, yeah. I used to like, retweet it and be like, hey, girl, because the fans, sometimes the fans offered to pray for me. Like when he would get injured, they'd be like, oh, we're going to pray for you to get better. And I'd be like, thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> so people have accidentally prayed for you. People have accidentally prayed for that's, me. They literally prayed the gay away. That's awesome. <laughs> that is both the most, that's also one of the most Philadelphia sentences possible. <laughs> okay. So you're a football fan. Yes. But, but you're not an idiot. Oh. So how are you still a football fan? Oh, because I must be a little bit of an idiot. Well, that's the Philly part. But the, yeah. okay. Oh, oh. I'm saying this because you're backwards people. Oh, oh, see. And I'm pointing at you so I know you know it's no you because no you're from Philadelphia. See, no one on this podcast is going to see me brandishing the knife right now that I brought that's with me. That's like, the thing. The only time a woman's ever tried to fight me was at a Phillies game. Okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm a classy woman and I will fight you at the podcast. <laughs> so. Okay, seriously though. How are you still a football fan? It is tough. It does require a bit of cognitive dissonance and a lot of drinking. 
Would you? Be, th- that's a better question. Yeah. Would you be a fan if you were not drinking? Would you be a fan if you were sober? Yeah, no, I'd be a fan. No, I mean, jokes aside, like there is a community aspect of football, right? There's like, a family agree. aspect of football, and there's a city piece of it too. That's like this lovely thing about Philadelphia that, like, it's like one part garbage pile and like two parts like fandom, and like I love it about that. And yeah. So you really do have to like kill the part of your brain much like I guess the players are doing so that, that makes you so <laughs> I I stopped I'm I, getting so fired <laughs> no you're not you, no, I'm not. you know you work for the you work for MSNBC <laughs> I think you're fine um, my biggest problem with football for the longest time was the CTE because yes. I'm 36 and when I was in high school when I was in Pop Warner we didn't know about this you just got your bell rung you just get back up you keep playing in high school they didn't know about it in college we didn't know about it and then when I turned about 28, 29, 30, we actually learned about CT for the first time. So I couldn't watch anymore because the players literally did not know what they were getting themselves into. Now, oddly, I'm okay with the NFL when it comes to that stuff because literally all the players know exactly what they're signing up for. Mm. Gronk didn't know, but everyone after Gronk knew. Does this make sense? Yeah, well, Gronk did know a lot of things, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, we all hate the Patriots, whatever. You yeah. gotta admit Gronk is cool. In the way that, like, a doorknob is, like, a great utility thing to have when you're trying to exit a place. Nah, dude. <laughs> yeah, great. very smart. Who said he was smart? His, he's a patriot. I can't, I'm not going to say anything nice. I'm going to say great things about Gronk. Here we go. Number one, he... when Is a person. As a person. <laughs> number one. Number two, he appeared in a WrestleMania. Number three, he... Uh, at one point, there was some Twitter uh, grumblings that he might stop catching touchdowns when she caught his 69th touchdown because that's the best number to retire on. I didn't number four, that. surprisingly, no sexual assaults. So, like, oh. already, huge Gronk guy. Yeah, that's great. Huge Gronk guy. Okay. That we know of, somebody said. I said surprisingly. Um, I do want to watch. I do miss that communal atmosphere but now even after somehow being okay with the cte it's the systematic racism that's a little bit tough to swallow now oh yeah that that small problem and it, the, the halftime show it was it was on display it felt like yeah yeah so i like your teams a lot Philadelphia, for a chicago person philadelphia is like the second easiest city to root for oh yeah totally They're, we're brothers sisters but how do you how are you okay with it cuz oh. you're not an idiot no 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 i mean like i'm not certainly not okay with it it does help to have a team that has been one of the most vocal about those issues yeah. malcolm jenkins and crew have been very out front of this talking to the league securing money uh, to put towards dealing with issues of racial inequality and so forth and the owner is not a literal bag of garbage so i think that helps it, i don't know it would be a much different interview if i rooted for a I don't know. I think I think the Panthers have a bad history with this, right? I think they're one of the teams that have been on the opposite side of things, if I recall correctly. Don't hold me to all of that, but it'd be a much different. If you situation. are going to quote him, Tony Romo. The Tony Romo. R O M O. I work for CBS now. Um, has that did that come up when you were getting hired by MSNBC? No, because it hadn't did happened they? yet, really. Really? Well, oh well, yeah. He, he, was, he wasn't like he was. Well, I, he I, wasn't I Rome he Str- was. Romo no. Stradamus. No, no, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> you were still on Facebook, right? Uh, kind of. My, I really just have like a face, and it says I work in the post, so I can contact people when. Okay, so you use it for down. work. Yeah, there's literally nothing else in that Facebook because, like, good lord. Are you worried? Not worried, but because of what you do, would you, if you, if you weren't a reporter, would you use any social media? I would like to say no. Okay. I, mean, I hate Twitter. I mean, it's good for looking. Dude, at you're on it more than most people. I, I know, know because it's, it's like Dave Weigel and you and I know, like everybody else. I know, but it's else. cheaper than therapy and like. Oh, so here's I the thing: it's not. <laughs> it's not therapy, sir. No, it, it totally is. is. It totally is. It's actually making things worse. To yes, be honest, it but, is. But I mean, we know that most of the people who use Twitter are, in fact, working in the world of media and politics yes, and stuff, right? So you're sure. kind of surrounding yourself with the worst of the worst, uh, just to kind of. Start. <laughs> I wasn't going to there, but I okay. Did, whatever. Whatever. Um. And and but like I wouldn't use it if I wasn't a journalist. I I certainly would not use Facebook because if you read anything about what has happened to Facebook, you would have to ask yourself the question, Jesus Christ, what is this giving me in return for everything that they've taken from me? Um, if you had the money, though, would you invest in Facebook? If I had the money, well, because yeah, I, I would. No, I would, no. why? Because you, you make more Facebook? money. What's your problem? That's I how the stock market I works. Mean, I'm in it for the money, baby. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, 
I don't know. If I knew what numbers were, I probably wouldn't be a writer. But like, if correct. <laughs> so if you had Tony Romo money instead of Tony Rom money, would you be investing in Facebook.com? Oh my God. Well, I don't know. It, it's not gonna fluctuate that much. I gotta make a whole lot, are you? It depends on. Yeah, you could. Shit, if I know, I only I only cover these companies when they get in trouble. I have no, I have no insight on the rest of it. You're on TV a lot now because you're a contributor to MSNBC, which Occasionally. means no. That means you get paid. Okay, if it's in the bio for somebody you see on TV and it says <laughs> contributor, that means they're getting paid. Could I have some money? <laughs> Go invest in Facebook. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so has your life changed in any way since you're now a regular, regularly scheduled talking head? No, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not actually a regularly scheduled talking head. It's just like if, if a company does something wrong and it rises Once to again, the level, you're a regularly scheduled... Once again, you're a regularly scheduled... I get that. No, it totally hasn't. Okay. How, how would it have changed? I don't know. Well, I'm not single. Are you asking me out? I no. mean, you have a wife. She's here. Once again, I'm not single. <laughs> you right now are not wearing a wedding ring. You are not. I'm not? <laughs> you are not. But <laughs> be throws. I mean, has it changed your personal life in any way? No, I got okay. dumped. <laughs> no, listen, people get dumped. I don't think, yeah, TV has nothing to do with that. But I was oh wondering if, like, if you get recognized now when you're just living your life. No, well, I, every once in a while on a dating app, somebody will be like, I, I, I liked your tweets, and it's like, what? Yes, this is what, what? I'm getting Which at. Which is so awkward. Okay, now. And then, and then they'll ask me for, like, racy photos, and you're like, well, that's weird. Like, don't, Wait, number one, why is that like, weird? It's like, because it's... I don't like, think that's a celebrity like, no, it's thing, like, oh, dude. Like, and, and sometimes, whenever I, whenever I do TV stuff, I can guarantee that on my Facebook, I will get a ton of messages from, like, men folk over the age of, like, 50 or so who just, like, really, really, really want to talk to me. Because they watch MSNBC and use Facebook. Because, because because they want to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm in demand with the wrong demographic. <laughs> you did not... Okay, this is a weird, wonderful question to ask somebody oh, it's in good. your position. It's always a little bittersweet when your team used to have the championship and you watch oh. the championship. So watching the 2017 World Series as a Cubs fan was like, well, Ooh. we're still champions for one more day. It was that kind of thing. And you watched the Super Bowl, not in Philadelphia. Yes. No. Where were you? I was in L.A. Okay. And I don't know if people even realize this. Not a joke. Uh, one of those teams in the Super Bowl from L.A. Actually from, from L.A. From L.A. Which you would not have realized if you were in L.A. because literally nobody was walking around in a Rams jersey. Okay. It was like a sea of Patriots jerseys and a lot of people who were like, what the fuck is going on here? Get out of my bar. What were you doing in Los Angeles? Uh, I hate myself. No, I was out in California for a work trip and I decided to stop in L.A. first. Okay. Sacramento is only so I've never been to Sacramento. Well, I mean I want to go. There's a bridge. I think it's in Ladybird. I haven't seen Lady. I should have watched Ladybird on the trip back. It's fine. It's a movie. It <laughs> is a movie starring a person. Starring a pr who? I don't even know who's in it. Sasha Ronan. Great. Right? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Did I get her name wrong? Yeah. Ronan Farrow. So <laughs> um, <laughs> you're in Los Angeles, you're watching the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Big football town. Red Hat Chili Peppers played the return of, do you know this? Red Hat Chili Peppers played the first Los Angeles uh, Rams home game of 2017. Well, Clearly they were going to go to the Super Bowl next year. They got that Kiedis bump. Clearly everyone <laughs> loves Flea. How was it watching the Super Bowl? It, was, oh, it was awful. Why? Because people didn't, well, partly the game sucked. What are you Anybody talking about? Most exciting game. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was not good. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, and Maroon 5, God bless. Here's the problem with the Maroon 5 hatred. What, why? What is, why? Why do why I hate them? Seriously, why hate them? It's the easy... It's not even a ripple. Like, it's not going to affect anyone. It's boring. It is very boring, but there was like a handful of young women that were seemingly enjoying it. Good for them. And men at gay bars where I happened to watch the game. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Good for them. Yeah. Good for, good Some for them. Some people were happy, Not for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Who is your ideal halftime performer? Who is my ideal? Oh, my God. We well, could I, did do go back, I did go back and watch the Beyonce halftime show. Which I, one? Just her or her with Coldplay? Just her. Okay. Because um, I, I was like, oh, and this is what a halftime show is supposed to look like. Great. Uh, I mean, Cardi B and Rihanna were the two that turned them down because yes. of the issues that we talked about before. I think either of them would have been great. but That's not a controversial statement in any way, though. No. But, like... I don't know. I think the Prince one was better. And I don't like Prince. I like Beyonce more than oh, Prince, but I think that oh. the Prince Super Bowl halftime show is better. And the Here's rain was a lot. The rain, it actually happened to rain. He had the giant curtain, and then it looked like he has, his guitar was a huge dick. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Prince, and the Bears lost that Super Bowl. Um, do you see yourself identifying more with Philadelphia the longer you've been gone? Oh, oh, that's real. Um... That's a good question. I don't know. I also like left DC and came back, as you know. 
did a whole little thing in New York. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Although the city is so different now. I mean, to anybody. Yeah. When did you move here? Oh, the first time. The first time I moved here, it was 2006. 2006. Then I did about 10 years here. Then was like. I'm going batshit crazy. I can't do this shit anymore. I'll go to New York where it's not crazy at all. Yeah, where Manhattan is totally chill and stuff. Um, (laughs) And then was like, I'm getting away from politics and then spent two months at Trump Tower, which is totally how I planned that. Did and, you uh, really? Yeah, I covered the transition for Politico, and then oh my which was god, just, it was just standing in standing in the lobby of Trump Tower for days and days. Are you and days familiar on with that Starbucks now? Yes, <laughs> I'm also familiar that if you order a martini at the the Trump Tower bar, they serve it with literal ice in it. Yep, with which Olivia wrote about in her mm-hmm. story from however many years ago, I guess that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an experience. It's great. And oh. then I came back here. <laughs> Are you glad to be back? Uh, you know, it's good. I get to hang out with all of you. Is it easier to live here day to day than New York? Uh, yeah, because I don't have to be on the Amtrak like once a week. Yeah. Are you going to New York once a week now? No, 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 no. Back, back when I was living in New York, I was like basically living on the Amtrak Northeast Regional. Why? Because nobody was going to pay for the nice ass Acela. Sure, I'm a, journal, but, I'm a writer. No, no, no I know. But yeah, you're, that's a whole hour yeah. difference. But like, why were you coming back and forth so to much? To cover tech policy stuff. I was still covering the same thing while oh, I was shit. in New York. I was just, I chose to live in New York because, no offense to DC, I was like, done with this. Sure. And, uh, and was willing to deal with the Amtrak. And you become very acquainted with Amtrak wine. As a result of that. Yeah, any tips for Amtrak delicious, wine? Delicious. It is delicious. No, it's not. What? It that tastes seems like acid reflux going the other direction. That's on you. You should deal with that, and then oh, maybe okay. the Amtrak wine <laughs> will go down better. Um, what is a tech story that's been under the radar because all of the evil stuff with Facebook? Oh, that's been under the radar? Something that you've covered and you wish got the amount that it deserved. I just wish people... It's not a, It's not like a Facebook thing. I think it's like... I wish people made decisions based on the shit that happens. It's like... Please it's expound. Like, like we spend so much time informing people about things like Facebook or what's happening with their data or the fake news that proliferates all over social media. And then people see it and they get real pissed off at it, but don't change their behavior. Yeah. They don't change the stories that they read, the subscriptions that they get for news sites, the way they interact with tech companies generally and it's just sort of you, you look at it you're like oh boy yeah. like what do I have to do like what billboard do I have to buy to like get yeah. people to like clue in it's just, just a thing for everybody who works in this space so you think the answer is billboards no <laughs> did I uh, did I get the right answer from that um, thank you for being here of course I need you to pick a number Ooh. between 29 and 256 let's go with 31 why 31 because I'm 31 and it just seems Fantastic. And somebody already took 69, I guess. That's, which is clearly the best number. And tw- it's also been taken so you get 34. Oh, you made me older. Nope. <laughs> Just a number. If you agreed to sell your bike to a friend and someone later offered you more money, would you try to back out of the deal? Would I try to back out of the deal? No, because I'm a writer and I'm still poor anyway. There you go. How much money do you make a year and what do you think is rich? Uh, I'm not talking about how much I make a year, but what do I what? think is rich? Because I talk about how much I make a year at stage. How much, um, what do I think is rich? Yeah. Enough to afford my friggin' student loans. That's fine. <laughs> How's that? Where'd you go to college? I went to AU. Oh, really? And they're that high? Yeah, what's up? I didn't realize it was uh, that. Yeah, no, AU is like, AU is crazy now, too. It's like 60 plus a year for undergrads, which is batshit to me. That's, That's silly. That's Good for them. I, is, <laughs> I've never heard anybody cheer at AU, so that's, this, is, this is a new experience for me. You're a Phillies fan, right? I am. Here are your three Phillies cards. Ooh, is there d- Ooh who do I got? Uh, Cesar Hernandez, Rice Huskins, and Aaron Nola. There we go. And then here's a book for you, The Greatest Hockey Stories Ever Told. Oh. I actually enjoyed this. I think you might, too. Oh, fabulous. I read it at the pool, Oh. which was stupid because it's cold, and I'm at the hot thing. People could find you online. It's at sign Tony Romo. Uh, catch him <laughs> next season with Jim Nance on CBS. He's the lead commentator. And uh, if you got any questions about how to gamble uh, next year, I think your pick to pick to win is the Rams. I think you said the Rams are going to go back to the Super Bowl this year. So Did I? Follow him on CBS Sports. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Tony Romo, everybody. Tony, thank you. Oh, thank you. Ian, what are your thoughts about football? Fuck the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Controversial statement. Very. I'm very edgy. He's an edgy man. It's an edgy time. Noah, thanks for doing this, man. I'm going to bring you up now. I'm glad he's here. I think you'll like him. Or not. It's up to you. Ian, you ready to play him on? Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Noah Crawley. Everybody, Noah, the stage is yours. 
Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? I love being here in D.C. Uh, one of my favorite things about D.C. is D.C. legalized weed because it's just dumb to send people to jail for weed. Uh, but D.C., they legalized weed in the dumbest way possible. I don't know if you know this. In D.C., it's legal to have weed. It's just illegal to buy or sell weed, which seems like some kind of fucking riddle. Like, how is this supposed to work? And now my strategy is I just go up to my weed dealer and be like, hey, man, I bet you $50 you won't put a bag of weed in my hand. <laughs> ah, shit, you win again. <laughs> you always killed this game, man. Uh, I think my favorite area of D.C. is Foggy Bottom, just based on name alone. This sounds so mysterious. Like, ooh, Foggy Bottom, what goes on there? Yeah. It sounds like the term for right before you get swamp ass. Like if you're on your way to swamp ass, it's a hot, humid day out, you feel that sweat to start to build up. Ooh, you got that foggy bottom. <laughs> Either that or it's the name of the coolest gay porn star ever. <laughs> it's like, you see that dude over at the bar? Yeah, that's the foggy bottom. He's a fucking legend. Let me tell you, his last movie, it was him and Anacostia. You don't want to know what they did to his DuPont circle. Uh-uh. As Morton came in, they finished out with a Mount Pleasant all over his face. It was, it was something else. I just realized, this is a podcast. People outside of this area will get none of those references. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself if you're not from D.C. That's the title of that joke. Oh, man. I knew drugs were going to be a problem because in high school, uh, I was part of the theater. Like, I took theater classes. And once a year, we were, t we were tasked with performing a drug awareness play. I was like, ooh, that, that's your strategy for combating drug use? Uh, some of the worst theater you have ever seen versus drugs that make you feel better than you have ever felt and open your mind? Oh, that's not gonna work out well. Just on stage, this kid's being like, oh no, if only someone had warned me about the dangers of crack. Like, that's not gonna help anything, man. That plus, uh, I don't know about your all's theater department, but there were a bunch of kids in there who were taking drugs actively, including one drug dealer. That was fun. Just watching this kid up on stage, just like all these wide-eyed kids in the audience, just like, is the dude who sold me mushrooms up on stage telling me not to do mushrooms? <laughs> Man, these are some good mushrooms. Also didn't help that the drug, like, the drug awareness play was severely outdated because they're like, oh man, here are the dangers of quaaludes. And we're like, quaaludes? I haven't even heard of those. What, what are you? And they're like, oh, you don't want to take too much opium. We're like, what? Is this a drug awareness play? And they're like, be aware of these drugs you could also be taking? This ain't helping nothing, man. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, last year, I went to group therapy for depression. And that was fun. Uh, group therapy, it reminds me a lot of Uber pool. Like, you're not getting anywhere fast. <laughs> but then you remember how little you're paying, and you're like, oh, this makes total sense. <laughs> They'd always be adding in new people, and you'd be like, where are they at? They're like, ooh, they're at abandonment issues. And you're like, what? That's nowhere close to where I'm at. <laughs> Who put this together? It's fun seeing people's, like, different approaches to group therapy. Because, like, like, one week, they'd be like, hey, just, uh, Go around, introduce yourself, and one thing you had to deal with this week. And the first person got up and was like, hey, I'm Dave, and I got uh, real stressed out at work, but then I remember those breathing exercises got me through. And externally, we're like, hey, great job, Dave. But uh, internally, we're like, Dave, that's some incredibly weak shit to bring to group therapy. Is that all you've got going on? Because if so, why even bother? And then the next person up was like, hey, uh, I'm Michelle. And I thought about how my mother was dead, and she was my favorite person, and maybe if I was dead, I'd get to see her again. And externally, like, oh, Michelle, that's tough. That's real tough to deal with. But internally, we were like, Michelle, that's that good shit. You see that shit, Dave? You just got fucking dunked on in group therapy. <laughs> this copay was $10, and so far, Michelle is delivering. <laughs> nah. I had a weird thought the other day. I feel like there are too many lady robot voices in my life. 
Because you've got, you've got like Siri talking to you. You've got Alexa talking to you. Like if you call up a phone line, uh, it'll always be like a waiting voice and a female voice. And none of these voices you ever talk to nicely. Like day one, you try. Day one, you're like, oh, Alexa, would you be a deer and just pl- turn down the music a little bit? And then by day three, you're like, Alexa, you fucking idiot. I told you to turn down the goddamn music. I will break you into a million fucking pieces. I am serious. And because you said serious, Siri pops up all of a sudden. Like, do you need help? Like, no, Siri. And Sarah, shut the goddamn door. And I was like, ooh, Sarah is your very human roommate with very human emotions. You can't talk to her that way. Like, I'm sorry, Sarah. I know this sounds like the worst episode of Black Mirror ever. But there are all these lady robot voices in my life teaching me to yell at them. Uh, what other jokes do I want? Uh, this one, this one's a nice dumb one. Uh, there's a zoo in DC, the, the public zoo. Uh, I encourage you to go if you haven't been, it's a fun time. Uh, but you always get that weird feeling walking to the zoo, like not all the animals want to be here. Like there's some who are pretty chill with it. Like the penguins are just like flapping around all day eating fish. Like it's a 24 seven pool party for them. They do not ever want to leave. Go back to the fucking Arctic and get like eaten by killer whales. Like nah, they're not about that. Uh, but there's this one gorilla who is just sitting up there against the glass, just watching everybody pass by. And yeah, and I, I stopped and I, I made eye contact with this gorilla. And we shared this weird moment where he was staring out at me. And I was like, ooh, buddy, I don't know what to tell you. Because like, I know you want to be out here, uh, but things aren't all that great out here either. Like, if you are in the wild, you might be hunted. There's like deforestation. I don't know, I don't know how to help you, man. And as I was staring this gorilla in his eyes, uh, he got up and bent over, and he pooped and vomited simultaneously. <laughs> That's when I realized, like, ooh, I might have been reading too much into that look you were giving me, Mr. Gorilla. <laughs> Thought we were sharing a moment about the existential pain of life. Like, nah, you just had some intestinal pain. You're like, how am I going to solve this? I know, both ways. <laughs> I swear to God, as if to drive this point home, after he was done vomiting, he went back and scooped it back into his mouth. He was like, you will, you will be poop eventually. This is my gorilla, promise. Uh, I'm single right now. Uh, that's a fun thing. Uh, I'm not great at being single. Like, there, there, are, there are ups and downs. Like, I, I had a girl slide into my DMs, which was cool. Uh, it was cool until I noticed that her profile picture was her holding a knife up in front of her face. I was like, ooh, you gotta hide your crazy a little bit better than that, man. Cause like, I, I can deal with some stuff, but like, I don't wanna sound victim blamey, but if like, me and Knife Girl had gotten together and one of us had ended up stabbed after an argument, that would have been on me, right? I probably should have seen that one coming. I know it gets zero sympathy from any of my friends that'd be visiting me at the hospital. Like, Noah, you got stabbed? That's crazy, what happened? Who stabbed you? Knife girl. Knife girl stabbed you? Who could have foreseen such a thing? It would take it a second to foretell such a story. Do you mean to tell me that knife girl, our sweet, sweet, mild-mannered knife girl, who had never heard a fly unless it was with a knife, is the one who stabbed you? That's crazy. Because everyone tells you, like, you don't want to end up dying old and alone. You got to get out there and date, and that's true. Uh, but you can also end up dying young and with Knife Girl. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a better option. Was that the minute light you gave yep. me? All right, that's the time. No, everybody, Noah, sit Ooh. down. What if Noah is a professional knife sharpener? Oh. I'm not, but that's a fun, that's a fun universe to imagine. What if the knife woman is a professional chef? It, that wasn't a professional chef sh- look she was giving me. There were, like, no onions anywhere in the picture. Chefs never, like, veer out over the edge of their blade, like, yeah? You got to go to more kitchens. <laughs> I say thank you to Alexa every time I use it because I know Alexa's always listening. Do you? Yes, I do. That's crazy. Why is that crazy? Because it's, it's a robot. That's, like, after day one, you're like, you're a robot. You don't care. No, well, yes, it's not about caring. It's about taking data on me. <laughs> And I want to be known that I'll be complicit in all of the bad things the robots do. You're waiting for that robot uprising and they'll be like, oh, manners count. Yeah, they do. Manners count. Um, Do you play video games? 
Uh, occasionally. Perfect. I'll get to that later. Uh, I like your shirt <laughs> a lot. Are you a big David Bowie fan, or that happened to be a shirt? Um, both. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite era of Bowie? Seventies. That's like. That's a lot of eras of Bowie. What's your favorite Bowie album? Uh, ba 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 Diamond Dogs, maybe. No. All right. No. Uh, that one. The one. Ah, shit. Low. Low is my favorite. Yeah, like 77. I had never heard it until like he died, and then I made oh. a point to go through every single album. Not every. I gave up midway through the 90s. So I was like, all right, let's just cut to the end. But like, yeah, from the start until like the early 90s, I listened to every album. That was the, my favorite. The early 90s and the late 80s stuff is way worse than the late 90s, early aught stuff. So you might want to start back up. Okay. Heathen, Heathen is a good record. No qualifiers. And that's like, mm-hmm. oh, three, two, something like that. Yeah, it's after reality. Is before reality or after reality? I think it's after reality. I think it goes the one with um, fuck. It's the one with I'm afraid of Americans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then I want to say the one with Tuesday's Child, which is not good. Yes. Then Heathen. Yes. Yes. So he, listen to Heathen. Heathen's good. Heathen? He's trying okay. to do the Berlin trilogy stuff during that. Okay. He doesn't succeed that much, but it's not bad. And the art direction is much better. I think the worst yeah. one. Of the 90s and the aughts is not Tin Machine, but that re- I think it might be reality. The one with yes. Tuesday's Child's on. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah. And I thought it would be really good because that's the one after he did Earthling, which was like his attempt to do Industrial. Right. Which leads us to Trent Reznor, which leads us back to Facebook. So <laughs> have you th- are you really single right now? Uh, yeah. Do you yeah, want to be single? Um, maybe-ish. I do, I do a weird thing where like I don't prioritize finding someone to date. Until I find someone I really like, then I overdo it. And I'm like, ooh, I should probably even that out somewhere in the middle. But So you seem to know the deal. Yeah, yeah. Would you date someone that did not enjoy the music of David Bowie? Um, sure. Good answer. That's the right answer. Yeah. There are right answers for everything. I got you a gift. Hold on a oh. second. Um, I tried to like video games. I tried to <laughs> like video games in the, in the recent past, and I don't. So these are some brand new video game headphones for you. Oh. Oh, video game headphones. It's for you to yell at teenagers on when you play PlayStation games. I'm assuming that's how it works. They're going to call you awful things. Yeah, so that's for your self-esteem. That's for you. Thank um, you. What's your favorite baseball team? Uh, it was the Brewers until they got, like, they... They're they good. To- they toned down Bernie Brewer. Bernie Brewer, he used to live in this little ski chalet, and whenever they hit a home run, he'd slide down a slide into a huge mug of beer, and yeah. balloons would go up. And then they got rid of the mug of beer, and I'm like, I can't support this anymore. I, are you sure about that? Yeah, no. He just slides down a slide no, into no, no, nothing. No, 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 no. I get that. Are you sure they got rid of it? Yeah, no, it's gone. I'm sorry. Well, either way, here's four Brewers baseball cards. Oh, yeah. Um, I need you to pick a number between 29 and 259. 256. 256. Perfect. Thank you for being easy. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, 256. If you had a tiny camera recorder the size of a penny that could fly by remote control and be your spy... <laughs> Who and what, if anything, would you spy on? Um, ooh, that's a good question. It's weird. It's a weird surveillance technology thing. Yes, and also let's assume that you'd get away with it to make it more fun. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, the easy answer is like Trump and being like, "Hey, I found out all your secrets," but then no one would believe it. Okay, so, so here's the thing, though. Like, what what would be the secret? He's sad and eats alone. Like, what? The, who gives a shit? Like I mean, he's having sex with somebody that he's not supposed to be having sex with. Who gives a shit? It doesn't change anything. He said a racist thing. Oh, my God. All the things we believe are true. Oh, well, like they're still true. It'd be like you could cut to the end of the Mueller investigation. Be like, was there a Russian collusion? Is there something he get arrested on? I know it. No one else would be like, I couldn't verify this. I couldn't be like, I've got this spy ship the size of a penny that I used to spy on somebody. No one would be on board with that. But I could know. Be like, oh, yeah, no, he should not be. Like, legally president right now. Yeah, legally doesn't matter. I don't know if you know that. Um, the thing about all this shit that's it's important, and, and all the people I know that are reporters do a really good job, but, and, and I'm not saying, like, we sh- like, people shouldn't cover the idea of collusion or anything like that, but, like, it doesn't change the racism. You still want because of racism. Like, you can't, there's nothing to uncover except racism still exists. Please solve racism now. It's your job, stand-up comic. Okay. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um... Do you listen to Nine Inch Nails at all? Uh, now and then. If you if you listen if you like Low a lot, that's mm-hmm. Reznor's best record. Or sorry, that's Reznor's favorite record. You'll hear a lot of Low in all the scoring work that he does with Atticus Ross. 
Okay. So you'll that's not a joke. You'll like this the social network soundtrack because it's very low inspired. Okay. All right, that's all I'm looking you with. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Noah Crawley, everybody. Noah, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Max, let's get Max up here. Before you play, take a seat for a few seconds. Max, uh, if you're willing, please talk into that microphone. Please reveal to the listener at home and the people in the room what your age is. I am 22. I 22? He's a wonder boy, everybody. <laughs> That's why I turned he 22 wonder yesterday. Boy. Did you turn 22 yesterday? You young, you young bitch. You young piece of shit. That's what my mom you said. You fucking too. dick. <laughs> you perfect metabolism asshole. You're going to drink oh, all night and not feel it. That's on the it. way out. That's yeah, already it on is. the way out. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I dig your music. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, eh, there's a reason why we stopped interviewing bands, but let's throw that to the wind. Uh, I'm pick curious a about that. Between <laughs> 29 and 253. Oh, man. And 16, not to beat a dead horse, but 69, 69 is taken. 69 is taken. <sighs> like 40 times over. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best number. We've established that. Yes. Um, let's go with 100. A hundred, that's taken, you get 110. Oh, okay, cool. 50 times over. If it would save the lives of 10 kids in another country, would you be willing to have really bad acne for a year? <laughs> what? Hold on. <laughs> Let me finish the question, you young person. These young kids. Millennials. I'm a millennial too, you dick. <laughs> what about... How old do you think I am? I'm 48. What about not getting any new clothes for a year? Wait, so, so acne and... Acne and no new clothes, but you saved 10 children. This is just describing high school for me. Yes. <laughs> Max, where yeah, are you from? Absolutely. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, that's a place. Um, <laughs> did you like Raleigh? I love Raleigh. It's underrated. So do you plan on going back after your time matriculating? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, we'll see. What do you want to happen when you're 26? Oh, man. Four years from now. Um, We're in middle of year in term two of Trump. <laughs> you're 26, you're graduated from AU, you still got that good genes left, you still got like five more years without even thinking about if you're going to lose your hair, what are you going to be doing? Um, probably something like this, playing guitar, probably something play, like this? playing guitar in a room here. There you go. <laughs> um, I like your music, there's one song on your new record that's not like the others, it's kind of electronic-y, but the rest are very like nature-y in a good way, sure. so I got you this nice keychain for the National Zoo because you guys make me think of the zoo and nature-y <laughs> stuff. What I'm going to do is Ian and I are going to leave the stage, are you okay to play with that microphone cord or would you like one with an arm? Um, this is fine. Man. Okay, great. Um, I like that you're willing to just go with the flow. Yeah. That's because you're young and talented, and things will change. Um, <laughs> the the older the older musicians get, the less cool they are with pretty much everything. Ian, will you attest to that? Yes. Yep. Uh, you're the perfect age. Don't ever change. Uh, as long as you keep letting me belittle you like this in a position of power, will you play songs on the day you turn 22 in one day? which is a very special day in every 22-year-old's lives. It's the first and only time they'll ever have that one specific day. I'm just talking right now because it's I'm fun. I'm into it. <laughs> you seem like a nice man. Thanks for having me. This is my first time at the Wonderland Ballroom, and I think I made that very apparent when I came in because the poor bartender just saw me walk in and look like a deer in the headlights, and I was trying to find like how to get up here, and I was going to the bathroom, and I like lifted my guitar over this woman's head, and I was like, "Excuse me," and like she was just trying to have a beer, and it was a it was a whole mess. But I love it here; it's cool. Max, next time, put the guitar down and just walk around. <laughs> That's probably a good call. And I know that you, you mentioned our bartender. I don't know if everyone knows this here. Our bar it's a it's your birthday yesterday. It's our bartender's birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Bennett! Happy birthday, Bennett! A fellow Aquarius. He'll be here all night. You guys know. You guys know Aquarius. Am I right? Am I right? I like this guy's uh, record a lot. Is is it out next week? It's out. Yeah, next Friday. It's out next Friday. Uh, I like his music. Ladies and gentlemen, you ready to play? Or you I, to I'm good. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, go. please put your hands together for Max Go and everybody. Max.
tie up all your loose ends and your big head's feeling right. You could come out to the old barn, we could still make it a night. When we lined up at the playground, everyone talking about all your old clothes and your split ends. Was I faking my I could push out all of that time with a quick flick of the wrist But when I'm low, that's where I go and I know that's where you live I wanna try it something good But I shouldn't, I faked it my Thank you. Woo! I'm going to play one that actually Brandon's site, Brightest Young Things, premiered yesterday. It's another one off the new album called Seventh Day.
Thank you. I'm going to do my song now that sounds the most like a Randy Newman song. It is called Walk With Me. Thank you. 